Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Santi Time Podcast, where no matter if it's Easter time, Western time, or Pacific time, it'll always be Santi Time. I have, I have welcome back, uh, returning guest, Stockton Moore. How's it going, man? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Excited to talk about some uh, rom-coms today. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, so this is a late uh, Valentine's Day post. We were originally going to do this uh, the day of, which is like February 12th or the 14th. But, uh, but you know, like things got in the way, like, uh, like I had a class, like, uh, I had to do a last minute project and you had stuff going on too. So yeah, which is, which is all good. You know, we're here now. So uh, this is, you know, I'm ashamed to, so, so this is kind of like a, this is a late Valentine's day thing. But uh, we're going to do it. Better late so, yeah. than never, right? Exactly. Better late than never. So this time we're going to talk about romantic. Yeah, we're going to talk about five romantic comedies, but with a twist. This is going to be recent romantic comedies between like between the 2010s and the 2020s. But first, just want to get three things out of the way. Uh, the Super Bowl happened. What do we think? Uh, Very underwhelming Super Bowl. I only saw like first i only saw the first half and then the halftime show and then i fell asleep how about you i did not watch any of the super bowl not even the commercials this year oh oh i know the chiefs won but that's about it yeah exactly like of course the chiefs were gonna win like the nfl is scripted like like the nfl is scripted just like just as much as the wwe nobody wants to admit it but yeah like at this point the chiefs are the Chiefs are a dynasty. They're becoming the next Patriots. And and like we and honestly, we could have had a better Super Bowl when the Detroit Lions could have like won like like could have won an AFC championship, but I guess not. We can't have nice things. And also, like, I didn't even like the Super Bowl that much. The commercials weren't even that good. I kept seeing the same four Temu ads. If you know what those are, there was that shameful. Mm-hmm. There was that shameful pro-Israel ad in which that was airing when in which that was airing when uh, when Rafa was getting bombed. Like, like really, like I just hate that we were distracted by a football game just to like just to see this genocide continue to happen. Ugh. I, I, I hate it here, man. And and the trailers though, like the trailers happened during the Super Bowl. And it could have happened for the rest of the game. Don't know why they advertised it that way. But yeah, do you want to talk about trailers, Stockton? I or... liked the Nickelodeon Super Bowl. I watched like clips from that. Oh, the Paramount Plus one. Yeah, where it played, yeah, yeah, where they had like SpongeBob. Yeah. And SpongeBob and Patrick were commentating. It was the actual voice actors too. And they were doing like mocap. Uh, oh, hilarious. That, that Nickelodeon Super Bowl, which, which looked really terrible. Oh, it looked awful, but like, I mean, that's <laughs> the only way I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl for like the rest of the time now. <laughs> you know about that meme where everybody's like, how could everybody's all like, why does Sandy have a helmet on? She's on land. She could take it <laughs> off. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the trailers that came out were Deadpool 3, Twisters, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, and something else another trailer came out but i can't remember right now but yeah uh what do you think about them 
Um, I saw the Deadpool three trailer. I'm pretty like 50 50 on, on literally honestly anything Marvel at this point. Like I'm giving Deadpool the benefit of the doubt because I'm in the minority. I really like Deadpool too. And so like, I, I'm hoping this is going to be good, but I feel like every time I say that for a Marvel movie, it's just worse and worse and worse. Right. Like, and everyone's like, but the MCU keeps having its ups and downs. And I'm like, okay, but when it has like, two ups and like eight downs that's different from when we were in like phase two and we were getting like one bad movie like every three years like there's just too much marvel content and i don't really care about any of it being put out like i haven't really watched anything since secret wars or secret invasion secret invasion secret invasion was terrible i only watched the first episode and i hated it oh my god like why would you it's so crazy to kill off Maria Hill in the first episode when she had development. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me? And uh, I and heard I the Marvels watched... was good. I want to watch that. The okay, I watched the Marvels. It wasn't good. I didn't. Oh, man. I didn't like it. It's literally a nothing movie, dude. And I I've been seeing all the stuff about Madame Web. Like, it's gotten to the point where people are saying this movie is so bad that I want to watch it again. Like, everyone's like. The movie's bad. Sony just, this isn't it. And I was like, ah, damn. And then everyone's like, no, no, no. This movie is so bad. Like, it's in the same category as bad as The Room. And I'm like, well, now I have to watch it. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's either so... Watching it out of spite. like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either so bad it's good or just bad. And I think Madam Web is just bad. I gave it a half star, dude. Oof. Yeah. I saw one clip from the movie, like, on Twitter, and, like, it was, like, there was just so much happening. I think it's actually the end of the, like, the very last scene of the movie, and Dakota Johnson is narrating, and there's, like, we see all of the different Spider-Women in, like, their different things, and the camera's just, like, whoa, and, like, (laughs) there's so much happening at once. Yeah, it made me really dizzy. Like, Like, I tried to get Someone saw, like, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie and was, like... Let's do that, but only like the scene where it's like doing all the crazy Sam Raimi stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, like I tried to get drunk before I watched it, Oof. and I did not enjoy my time with it. I guess I wasn't drunk enough, but uh, but uh, but yeah, it makes it makes Morbius look like Spider Man too. Like it's that bad. <laughs> That's how Damn. bad it is. Like I said in my letterbox review that Madam Web is not a so bad it's not so bad it's good like the venom movies it's not meme worthy it's stupid like morbius it's just essentially i compared madam web to food poisoning mm. yeah it's not it's not it's not good man See, like, but like literally watch something else so excited to be in that movie though it sounded like she was like really enjoying her time and like taking the part seriously but like then all, you have all those interviews with like dakota johnson yeah. and they're like so this was like one of Madame Webb's first appearances in the comics. Have you like read this comic before? Was this like an influence on your character? And then she like takes it from them and she's just like, wow, yeah, and I have read this before. I did read this, but like, it's, it's so crazy. This is just so crazy. And you're like, she has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Like, she does not care about I mean, this, this character. Is, I mean, this is Dakota Johnson, an actress who doesn't who doesn't care what she says when when she's on press tours, you know? Like, this is the same woman who ruined Ellen DeGeneres' career. Like, come on. And, like, 
uh i had another point so like after i watched madam web i rewatched spider-man 2 and think to myself yeah that's a movie that's a that's a movie that's a, mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's yeah that's some good shit right gotta there. get a good palate cleanser for sure exactly man all right uh so what about twisters man are you excited for twisters uh i didn't see the uh trailer for twisters oh. i've heard a little bit about it i'm so at least i've heard excited. the name for this movie you know like i'm just excited i'm just really ex i'm just really excited that we're like getting like a traditional summer blockbuster like every year like you know like you know 2022 was top gun maverick last year was bob <laughs> like last year was the barbenheimer craze barbenheimer. yeah and now this year we're getting twisters where did the like to trope that like summer blockbusters are bad movies come from by the way like i love yeah. summer blockbusters back to the future jaws jurassic park those are like iconic movies in film history and are all like big summer blockbuster movies like where did everybody get the idea that like we only want super artsy and super like yeah meaningful and serious and realistic movies no give me the silly goofy shit that mm -hmm. is fun to watch that's yeah, what I want and to see. Twisters, Twisters gives, and a Twisters like gives that off. It's directed by the same guy who did Minari. It stars Daisy Edgar Jones and Glenn fucking Powell. This is going to be the summer all of, over the place. This is going to be the summer of Glenn Powell. Like uh, we're getting, we're getting Twisters in July. We're getting Hitman in June, which, like, which like. Which like I'm also sad that we're not getting Hitman in theaters. It just and just being released on a streaming platform like Hitman because from the reviews of what I've seen from Hitman, like it's a fun movie to watch in theaters. Like I just hope like 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 I just hope that it gets the glass onion treatment that it like mm -hmm. that it's out like for like a week and then and that <laughs> and then it gets dumped on Netflix like the next month. So, you know, that's just something that I hope for. Did you hear about the uh, the Atomic Monster and Bloomhouse merger? The what now? So Atomic Monster, James Wan's movie production company. Yeah. So that's Saw, uh, Aquaman, uh, for some reason, and all of like the I'm trying. Is it Insidious? I think is his. Yeah, or, Insidious. Uh, and then Bloomhouse, the like pretty much the only other big like horror production company. Five Nights at Freddy's sinister mm -hmm. uh what's the one with the house um i don't know <laughs> the really big franchise i don't uh, i don't not with the doll what why can't i think of what it's called megan megan not megan no it's an, uh it's like based on a true story and it's about those like that like husband and wife the conjuring <laughs> the conjuring yes the conjuring uh all of that is all bloom house and so James Wan and I forget the producer of the other uh, the owner of the other production company's name but they they came to an agreement they came to a merger so now those two companies are one. No uh, way. Yeah, so that's pretty insane actually. It, is it still going to be called Blumhouse or something else? Like and I think it's going to be called something else. Um I don't I feel like I remember reading something about it but I don't remember what they said. But okay. uh James Wan says that pretty much he's going to be only working on like in-house movies like from now on like only okay. for his company he's not going to be doing like going out of his way and doing like superhero stuff anymore. Right, yeah, cuz like after like the failure and of he's, I think too. 
Like, I think he's doing a like, Cthulhu movie. I think that's like far, far down. I'm so the line. excited for the Cthulhu movie. But I think movie. James James Wan is doing it. Like, I'm so oh, excited. Oh my god, I want Cthulhu, baby. It's gonna be so good. Listen, listen, man. Hot take. I kind of enjoyed Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I know a lot of people did it, but I did. I had fun. I'm sorry. Didn't get around to it. Aquaman one, I think, was a fine movie. I remember everybody blowing. Aquaman's up awesome. It, <laughs> it was all right. It was just really action heavy. I feel like I feel like it wasn't like super story driven. Okay, like it was like we're gonna go watch Aquaman punch the next person now. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's what makes Aquaman fun. I liked Black like, Manta. Watch Black it. Manta was super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Manta's yeah, yeah. Black Manta's cool. The action's cool. Like the ocean, cool. Like everything about it is cool. Okay. I will say, under- I will say it, it does pick up. It's just it just starts so slow. It's such a it long It has movie. a great underwater battle. Like what what And I do, do like all the part with like the Triton. It's just the beginning part. The beginning part gets there's just so much setup. Right, yeah. Right, yeah, totally. All right. Uh now before we get into our recent robcoms, like you know, our like like uh, the romantic comedies that we're gonna get into. Uh did you watch Lisa Frankenstein by any chance? I've not seen Lisa Frankenstein yet, but it is it's on good. my list. It's I'm, really good. It's really good to hear, actually. I'm really excited. I uh, I really love both the Sprouse twins, actually. Uh, and why can't I? Catherine Newton? Uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, Cassie, right? Cassie is her name in the yeah. movie. Uh, she's great. I think she's fantastic. She just, like, in, not in Quantumania. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's nice that she's not in Marvel's... Yeah, it's nice that she's not in big-budget Marvel schlock right now. Mm-hmm. Which is great, I hope. Which is like, which is fine right now. But like for me, not being fans of either like Catherine Newton and Cole Sprouse, I think they're really good here. Like they're really good at Lisa Frankenstein. Diablo Cody's script is really sharp. Like the humor's great. Like, and uh, not to spoil anything, but it has the best, but it has the funniest castration scene of all time. Oh, nice. <laughs> Um, I watched this. This isn't like a. I, I I guess it's kind of like a horror. I guess I would consider it like maybe a sci-fi movie. It's from recent years. It's like twenty twenty one or twenty two. I want to say. Okay. And like it's a, uh, it's like a sci-fi movie about these kids who are like intercepting signal, and this it kind of gives me Lisa Frankenstein vibes. I okay. cannot for the life of me remember what it's called or what platform I watched it on. Okay, name the actors if you can remember. Oh, it's I I can't even remember because they're not like big actors. Oh, okay, so they're like okay. So I think uh, I remembered it's it's a uh, Olivia so, Holt might be in it. Okay, okay, Olivia Holt. Olivia Holt sci-fi and, and it's sci-fi like movie set in the past, 2020s. kind of. Okay, sci-fi movie, twenty twenties. Uh, I I I I don't know. Fuck. Could be could be something else. Like you know what? Like like uh. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not familiar with that movie either. So like maybe maybe it'll come back to you at some point. So yeah yeah, yeah. okay. But right. big Lisa Frankenstein vibes. It's like these two kids, uh, and I haven't seen Lisa Frankenstein. But uh, it's these two kids, and uh, one of them has, like, a radio show, and he, like, picks up this signal, 
uh, and there's like this alien that's in town or something, and they like go and they interview like all these different people. Oh, um, the vast of night. The vast of night. Yes. Oh, dude, it was actually so, I I loved it. I thought it was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's been on my watch list for a while, so I might yes. give that a watch soon. So yeah. 2019. Damn. Okay. Well, well, actually, technically, it was a 2020 release. So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. that makes more sense. All right. Uh, let's get into our rom com, shall is we? That actress's name? That's not Olivia Holt. Sierra McCormick. Yeah. Sierra McCormick. Okay. Yeah. She. I recognize her from that farm. From? Ant Farm. That's what it yeah. was. I was getting that confused with um, kicking it. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Now, first movie that I am going to talk about is a movie that I watched last night. It's called The Broken Hearts Gallery. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard of it actually. Okay, so it stars um Geraldine Vishwantanen, who is going to be in the upcoming Thunderbolts movie. She uh she mm-hmm. just replaced like Io Edaberry in it. And 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 yeah, it stars her and Dacre Montgomery. Yeah, I'm already sold. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's okay, literally and... you should have led with that. <laughs> yeah, so so like she plays this like 20 something woman who who like has like who like has all whose memorabilia is from like past relationships. Mm-hmm. And and and, uh, and when she meets Dacre Montgomery, like uh he's like uh he's building this like hotel in the city called the Chloe Hotel, and she has this idea to put to like uh to put together an art gallery of like of a bunch of mem of a bunch of memorabilia from people's past relationships and not just her own. And, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Like it's a really sweet slice of life movie that's both like a friendship movie because like because like she has these like two best friends who are <laughs> who have been <laughs> like she has her best friends since like uh since college who are played by Philippa Sue and Molly Gordon. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um it's uh, uh Eliza, right? Yeah, yeah, From yeah. Hamilton, Eliza, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Eliza Hamilton, Philippa Sue. She's she's, she's great, great in this. Oh yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and uh, there is like a MV. So, so like Molly Gordon's character has this like boyfriend who's like completely silent. But like, but, but like, there's a moment where like he steals the entire movie for me, mm-hmm. and like it's so that it's so sweet. Like it's both funny, sad, and just a really wholesome movie. Like I think you would really like it. Uh, definitely added to my list. Uh, yeah. I really want to see more things with Dacre Montgomery in it, and I really can't bring myself to watch the 2017 Power Rangers movie. So, like, I got it. It's good. I I've heard it's good, but as of recently, and I don't know. I watched Power Rangers when I was a kid, and like, I I, I don't know. Maybe I'll get around to it. But okay, yeah. Um, for my first one, actually, I'll also go with a 2020 movie. Uh, Palm Springs. Which Hell is yeah. a I knew that you would pick Pop Springs. Rom com time loop movie. It's my favorite time loop movie. Andy Sandberg, yeah. Lonely Sc- Island, Krista Milioti. Screw Groundhog Day, man. Oh, dude, this <laughs> one's so this is this is the movie that Groundhog Day really wanted to mm-hmm. to be. And like it's just such a beautiful look at nihilism and like what it means to really be going through like this motionless, like vast, empty existence that we call life. And mm-hmm. how going through it with somebody else really like changes your perspective and changes your feelings. 
It's uh, an absolutely ridiculous fucking movie. The main character's name is literally Nile. Yeah. Nihilism. <laughs> like, come on. You can't yeah. make that up. It's so good. And Kristen uh, Moriarty, she's great too. And I usually have this rule, and there's a few exceptions, but I hate weddings in movies because if there's a wedding in a movie it means it's gonna go wrong and that's true for every movie i've seen and it drives me insane okay uh, but irl weddings are fun though so irl weddings are, are are totally fine i just can't do weddings in movies they right, stress yeah, me out so much uh palm springs gets an exception to that because the whole movie is like at a mm-hmm. wedding and we never actually well i guess we do the wedding like 50 times really but like nothing ever really sticks so there's not really any consequences yeah i nearly i nearly picked a another movie called plus one definitely a wedding movie like it's these like two mm-hmm. friends who like who like go to weddings as they're like plus one it's like a whole like wedding thing that it's like it's like it's like so maya erskine's character is like invited to a wedding by her like ex-boyfriend so she like has to go to them and she brings like jack quaid along they fell in mm-hmm. love like stuff like that it's really good really good uh another movie that gets the wedding exception is sonic 2 spoilers for sonic 2 but the fact that there was a wedding showed up and i was like god fucking damn it there's a wedding <laughs> in this movie and then all of a sudden the wedding was like a sting operation to catch sonic i was like yes this is so good this is what movies need to be doing use your wedding scene smartly please this is such an insane twist i know i know dude and then her fucking fiance is part of it too dude oh my Uh, god yeah uh uh, shamar moore dude what a what a fucking crazy casting dude i love sonic 2 so much nice yeah i like sonic 2 i think it it, yeah it's good can't wait for sonic 3 you know dude shadow who do you think they got cast for Shadow. Uh, a lot of people say it's Kristen Ritter, but I really want it to be Robert Pattinson, honestly. I want it to be uh, Hayden Christensen, actually. Right, I of course, yeah. Hope. Hayden Christensen is... Hayden Christensen, Matt Mercer, and Keanu Reeves, I think, are my top three votes. Oh, I think Keanu three Reeves, votes Shadow would fucking hit. Dude, I know. It'd be so good. Uh, but yeah, Palm Springs, fantastic. Uh, I love the meaning. I love how... Uh, like. I, I also typically don't really like time loop movies either. So on paper, this movie really, really like sounds bad for me. Uh, but they fix my issue with it, which is in time loop movies, they just always like the bullshit their way like back to whatever reality. Like we we learned our lesson. We believed in ourselves and the universe rewarded us. And now we are not trapped in the time loop anymore. Palm Springs doesn't do that. It takes its main protagonist who is not Niall, uh I can't remember her name Kristen Milioti's character yeah they take her and she gets her degree in astrophysics to understand black holes and like to get out of the time loop that way that's so smart like they're not going anywhere they have all the time in the world <laughs> what a good way to like get yourself out of that situation so yeah absolute 10 out of 10 movie all the way around yeah and another and, 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 yeah yeah, and this movie has like a great performance from J.K. Simmons. He's Dude, also exactly like, like I was yeah, he's also the best part of that. Like B plot, like with J.K. Simmons, where he's like, I guess he's kind of the bad guy, but like, but yeah, but like he's in that situation because of Niall, you know? Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 great. Yeah. All right. Uh, my second pick is La La Land. Um, mm-hmm. I I am a La La Land. I am the biggest La La Land fan. I have 
uh, yeah, I've been a fan of it since I was 16 years old, since I, like, since I watched it when it was like, when it was getting all the awards attention, mainly the Oscars, Golden Globes, Baptist, etc. And, and I still love it now. Like the score, the score for this movie is iconic at this point. The song's iconic. The, 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 the chemistry with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, iconic. Uh, uh, like iconic like the cinematography damien chazelle's direction the uh, the, the third act of this the, uh, the third act of this movie is beautiful every time i watch it i tears streaming down my face like so i will say i have a little bit of a confession to make sure the last time i watched la la land which was the first time i watched la la land was like pretty much when it came out, like when I was in high school, like sophomore, junior year. And I only like got through like the first five minutes. They were dancing on their cars. And I was like, this movie is a mockery to the musical genre. I was like in high school. I was in, I was like in theater club. I was in plays. I was so fucking pretentious about all of my musicals and my drama teacher hated La La Land. And so I was like, I have to hate La La Land, obviously. And I never gave it a second shot. Fast forward, fast forward, years later, Barbie comes out and I enter a Ryan Gosling kick. And I fall like down the Ryan Gosling rabbit hole hard. And I start watching all of the Ryan Gosling movies. And I'm like, wait, and we'll get to my, I, I watched this one movie in particular that really, really sells me on everything. And that's actually my next movie. So we'll get to that in a second. Sure. But okay. after I watched that movie, I'm like, wait a second. La La Land is also Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling sings in it the whole time. I'm a very big fan of like his music experience. Uh, Ryan Gosling's band. Uh, they did like a There's Halloween a band? album. Yeah, they only did one album. It was like 2014 and it's a Halloween album. And it's huh? so good. Uh, and okay. it, like the most popular song from the album is actually in The Conjuring. Uh, it's the oh. song that like plays like when they get like all of the uh, the like ghost hunter people there and they start setting up the cameras. It's the like. No way the Ryan Gosling voice on that song. He sings in The Conjuring. How crazy is that? But uh, so, so <laughs> I never got back around to La La Land. It's been on my list. I do want to give it a second shot because every time I hear music from it, I'm like, this music is really good. What is this from? And someone's like, La La Land. And I'm like, ah, oh, God damn it. I never that watched is, La La Land. That's insane that you've never seen La La Land. And yeah, that, so. and that like, uh, if high school you ever met you, he would kick you in the nuts. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you that right now. I would kick my high, I would kick <laughs> my high school self in the nuts. <laughs> okay okay all right fair counterpoint but yeah it's a it's a really it's a beautiful movie like what else what else can i say you know and uh and uh and uh, one of my very good friends like like uh, she tells me like i know i know la la land is good i know la la land is good i get it i just haven't i just haven't got around to it because because i'm so annoyed that people tell me that you know and i'm yeah, it's so pretty much where i'm at with it yeah but but yeah like when you eventually watch it, you're going to think to yourself, oh, my God, I get it. I get why people love this movie. OK, mm -hmm. like that's that's going to be you when you watch it, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's how I was with Die Hard. I yeah. like Die Hard. I put off on my list for so long. I was like, 
I don't want to watch it. Everybody tells me it's like a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to watch a, a movie called movie. Die Hard. That sounds like the lamest movie title ever. It's going to be super like actiony and bro, like movie bro-ish. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, I get it. I was like, this is a good movie. Yeah, man. <laughs> Alan Rickman, dude, just absolutely sold me on that performance, like from the second. And I was, and, and then the entire rest of the movie happened. So nice, man. Okay. Oh, all right. So that's that's La La Land. That's that's my fourth pick. What's your fourth pick? Uh, is going to be uh second. I meant Ryan, I mean second yeah, pick. Second. Sorry, mm-hmm. second pick. Sorry. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone also in this movie. It's crazy, stupid love. I mean, I can know can it. You, I know it. How can you it. not love it? It's so good. Like I knew the plot twist going into the movie beforehand and it was still set up good enough that like i it was still rewarding for me to see it happen like is it because the full climax was like spread around twitter and TikTok? oh yeah absolutely like i saw like 40 times on tiktok but like even knowing that they just like built it and crafted it so masterfully like i didn't even see it coming like i i don't know how they did that but all of the performances ryan gosling emma stone I uh, uh I cannot think of his name ever. It's uh Steve Carell. Steve Carell. I always forget his name. Um absolutely phenomenal. Is it who plays his wife? Uh, uh Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, yep. Um there's so many plot lines happening at once in that movie, and they're yeah, all so yeah. good, except for the one about the little boy trying to sleep with the teenager. Yeah. You really can. And then the teenager trying to sleep with the dad. Yeah. You could have just ripped that entire part out of the movie and focused on, like, uh, you know, Ryan Gosling and Emma and that, like, that triangle and kind of focusing around that. I think maybe it might have been even a little bit better. But, like, this is the movie that we have, and those parts, like, while they maybe not age properly, do have some comedic moments. Okay, and, like, okay. that, that leads us to, like, the whole, like, punching scene. Wait, are you, you're David Wallace? But, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, it serves a purpose in the movie, I guess. We get that really great climactic scene. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's one of the best climaxes in cinematic history, you know? Like, last uh, year, like, every, like, every plot point, like, comes into play all at once and it's so hilarious to see and, and like first time i watched so... this at 14 i think to myself hmm what does emma stone have to do with this movie and then you get <laughs> to the climax and you're like oh she's it's like oh wait she's the daughter of Cinderella's character watch it back the second time and they're like hey uh did anybody talk about did anybody tell nana and you're like, oh, that that's their grandmother, obviously. And then she comes out and like, why do they call you Nana? And she's like, I couldn't say my name when I was young. And it's like, wait a second. When they were talking about Nana earlier in the movie. Uh, <laughs> and all just all the performances, all the chemistry is so good. Like everything is so meticulously like put out in like through the movie because like the very, very beginning, Ryan Gosling's going up to Emma Stone. He's like, hey, come back to my place. He's doing his thing. And I think that genuinely, if she goes home with him at that point, which she would be cheating on her fiance. So, yeah, uh, exactly. but she uh, goes no, with him, him and then they have sex and then nothing happens. And the movie isn't good because he hadn't learned his lesson by that time. He hadn't spent all that time with Cal. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
you know, La La Land is the second movie where she leaves her fiance for Ryan Gosling. Like big spoiler point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two movies <laughs> where Emma Stone like gets with Ryan Gosling after she dumps her previous relationship. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, like, well, no, he wasn't her fiance because she thought he was gonna propose and he didn't. He just oh, that's offered right. her a yeah. job. <laughs> Oh my god, what a tool. Yeah, get that guy out of here. Ryan Gosling, exactly. like, all day, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. scene with Marissa Tomei, the teacher. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> the asshole. <laughs> it's funny because he's, like, at the bar trying to be an asshole, right? And then yeah. he's like, what do you do for a job? I don't care. If only you had fucking listened for two seconds. And you go back and, like, you hear her, actually, but you don't ever see her on screen as the teacher until that moment. Um, it's There's just so many threads happening in that in that movie, and they yeah. all, like, just tie together so perfectly. Also, uh, also, it's not David Wallace. It's David Linhagen. David Linhagen. <laughs> David Wallace is in, I think, The Office, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is why I could hear... Uh, Steve Carell saying this is name. Mm-hmm. David Lindhagen, yes. Yeah. So it's so great, man. Like I want to watch Crazy Stupid Love again. It's Kevin Bacon, dude. Yeah, Kevin. Literally Bacon. such a punchable fucking face, man. <laughs> like shows up at the perfect it's time. Such a, it's such a great cast, man. You know, oh, we don't, yeah. Just put a good ensemble film. We don't get theatrical movies like that anymore. You know, we need to go back. <laughs> And also, and also, I know what you do say. Oh, what about anyone but you? Like the rom coms are back. Okay, okay, rom coms have been back. You guys have just never been looking. Also, I don't like anyone but you. Like I don't, I don't know how you feel about it. I haven't seen it yet. I really like Sydney Sweeney. I haven't seen much from Glenn Powell, but like you said, it's Glenn Powell summer, so I'm clearly behind on that train. But yeah. I did when I was making my list. I only included movies from 2010 to 2020. I right, include okay. like any 2021 or anything past that. Right. Uh, yeah. I did. So I did have anyone but you on my honorable mentions list because I've been hearing a lot of people talk about it. But okay, I can I can tell you right now the only good thing about anyone but you is like the outtakes, mm-hmm. and of course like and of course the um unwritten needle drop. You know, mm-hmm. like it's 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 gaining popularity. By the way, uh, Easy A. And anyone but you, both movies directed by Will Gluck, both movies that have Natasha Benningfield Neil drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. All right. Nice. Uh my third movie is a movie called Someone Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not familiar, actually. So it stars Gina Rodriguez, um, DeWanda Wise, and Brittany Snow. And mm-hmm. like a- a- Gina Rodriguez plays this woman who recently got broken up with uh, uh, who recently got dumped by her ex who and, and they've been together since college the ex is played by the Keith Sandfield oh okay all right yeah. well see you got to really like you keep you keep like burying these really hot men under like all these movie facts you got to <laughs> start there like <laughs> Right, yeah, but I want to like, yeah, I know, but I want to like surprise you on who's playing these all right, like, all right, all people, right. you know, going, and like, and so like, it's not necessarily a rom com; it's more like an anti rom com. It's really about like these three women, like it's really about these like two friends who like help who help Gina Rodriguez like get out of her rug, and they spend like one day 
and they spend it like the whole day like together going out and and she learns to like as she learns to like get over the Kate Stanfield like it's like it's really sweet and wholesome and so it's kind of like still funny kind of like the opposite version of mall rats in a way uh yeah yeah because mall rats yeah, is sure. about that it's mall rats, like, but better <laughs> it's the guy from Clark whoa 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 whoa, whoa. i don't want to hear any mall rats like slander i fucking love mall rats i love clerks anything with kevin smith sign me up I... but like that's that's okay. pretty much exactly what happens in mall rats like the guy gets dumped and his friend comes over and they're like let's go to the mall and then they just hang out all day and meet a bunch of weird people and ben affleck and, and then stanley you know stanley yeah yeah and I don't, I, I don't know, man. I, I gotta be with you. I haven't watched Ball Rats in ten years. I do like Clerks though. Clerks is good. Clerks you know? is super good, actually. Yeah, I, I do like Clerks better than Ma Rats, but Ma Rats is, still has like a lot to offer, though. I think. Right. Yeah. I, I and I don't know. Like, I'm just such a sucker for like romantic comedies, like taking place mm -hmm. in New York City. You know, you know, and 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 like it's been. You know, it's been having that tradition since since when Harry met Sally. It set the bold for that type of genre and all. And you know, and you know, like someone great is is such an underrated gem that I think a lot of people should check out. Like it's really good. You know, I can't stress that enough. So yeah, it's my third pick. What's your third pick? So I'm actually checking this real quick because sure. I don't know where. Let me see here. But well, only I I shit you not. This was my third pick. It also takes place in New York. Sure. Uh, okay. What is it? Is set it up actually from I want to say it was Let's go. <laughs> I love set it up, dude. Set it up is such a good movie. Uh, it's about these I revisited two people. It yesterday to like prepare oh, for this, man. Yes. <laughs> uh, set it up is such a good movie. It's about these two people. It's been a while since I've seen it. Because it's marked on my letterbox as added to my watch list. But I know I've seen it, which means I watched it before I started logging movies. Um, so it, it's been a minute since I've seen it. But uh, basically, both of them uh, work for terrible bosses, right? And are trying yeah. to get their bosses laid. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they end up falling and because, for each yeah, other. Yeah, because like they want like more time to themselves. Like They're barely... Like they're barely hanging out with their friends, or they're like, or they're like other like significant others. Like, like Zoe Doge wants to like wants to spend more time writing her sports article and wants to like date more people, and like it's really and yeah, and like everybody is just firing on all cylinders. Glenn Powell, Zoe Doge, Tay Diggs, Lucy Liu, everybody's so good here. Hell, even Pete Davidson. I love seeing Pete Davidson the, literally the, in anything. Like Pete Davidson, a guy that I'm not really a fan of, is actually really good in this. See, now I didn't even know that this was Glenn Powell. That's how long ago I watched this movie. So, like, with that in mind, now I really want to see anyone but you. And now I'm really excited for Glenn Powell's summer because I remember really liking him in that movie. I remember liking everyone in that movie. Um, except the 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 female boss. She sucks. Oh yeah, Lucy Liu. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Her character sucks, but the way Lucy Liu plays her is like. Oh yes. Yeah, she's she's great in it. But Pete Davidson's actually so it's so funny that he's in this movie. I know because he's yeah. actually also in another uh modern rom com that is probably the worst rom com. Meet like, cute. You're right. Meet cute. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
I never watched it. It's, I heard it it's actually so bad. It, it is so bad. I personally enjoyed it because it's it's a little it's a little crazy. Like there's some bold directing takes and like they really speak to me on like an individual level. But I understand that like a lot of people don't really like vibe for that. But basically, Haley Kuoko from The Big Bang Theory, she yeah. uh, meets this guy at a bar and has like the most amazing first date ever with him. But uh, never talks to him again and like fucks it up and like doesn't get his name or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly. But she goes to this nail salon and uh, the lady that's doing her nails is like, hey, we have a time machine in the back room. If you like this guy so much, just go mm-hmm. back to that and do that first date again. Wow. And so at a lady's convenience. And no, Jesus. no, no. Literally. And she goes back and there's a tanning bed and she gets in it. And it sends her back in time uh, to, like, the the first date that they had. And she relives that. And, like, uh, so the whole movie is, like, them going at it, like, basically, like, doing the date, like, over and over again. But Pete Davidson has no idea that that's happening. He just, like, is uh, going on a date with a cute girl who shows interest in him. But she's done this, like, 50 times, like, at the start of the movie already. And we as the audience don't know that yet. And so, like, she's, like, playing along like it's a first date and, like, she's never met this guy before. Mm-hmm. But she's already rewound 50 times. And she she's just unhinged. I love this movie because she is absolutely batshit crazy because she just cannot get this first date to end correctly. Mm, if I were to uh, watch this movie, it would be my own personal hell i would it's, hate this <laughs> like, it's really see where it kind of really falls apart is actually in like the just like the ending like where the movie is like yeah uh, i i honestly i don't even remember how it ends and that's why it's not a good movie is because uh-huh. the ending is not memorable it's something about like i i i can't even tell you if they continue to go back in time or not i don't remember <laughs> yeah yeah so, yeah, but it's yeah, good that you don't up, remember because set it up because, was really good though. Because that movie is now in the back of your mind, you know, like it's wiped yes. from your memory, which is fine, <laughs> right. you know, it's okay. And yeah, so set so but Pete Davidson's good in it though. Yeah. And yeah, it's good uh, in this movie. You want to know something crazy? Stephanie Shu appears in the first scene. Oh, really? Yes. That actually is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like I, I started watching it, I'm movie. like, wait, Stephanie Shu? Oh my god. Because <laughs> that's why it's on my watch list, is because I know I watched it, but th- before I like started actually caring about movies. Yeah. And then uh like I got Letterboxd and I was like, oh well, I remember liking this movie, so I'll probably rewatch it. So put it on my watch list. So yeah. but yeah, I'll so, have to revisit set it up. Though. It's really it's really good. It's one of the few great rom-coms on netflix Mm -hmm. and like it's unfortunate that it's buried under the weight of all these of all this like constant netflix rom-com slop you know Mm -hmm. you know it's not talked about enough because because there's just too many of them on there and like they're pretty forgettable they're they're, 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 like forgettable Mm -hmm. not good or just flat out terrible like uh like those like those goddamn kissing booth movies you know like (laughs) See, the first one I thought was kind of good, but then I was like, wait, they're doing a second one? Why? What What do we need? Why are we doing a second one? There's Kissing a booth. third one now? 
Kissing Booth 2 didn't need yeah. to be two hours and 30 minutes long. It didn't need to be made, honestly. The first one no, was just like a good standalone to, movie. It's it didn't cute need little, to be like, made. We didn't... Summer flick for like teenage girls. Like, you know, but you know what? Like, you know what? Movie. Good for Jacob Elordi to leave that shit yeah. behind because he's doing yep. big things. I love Jacob Elordi. He's great. Did you watch, uh, did you watch Priscilla yet? Or I have not seen Priscilla. Mm-mm. He's great. Like, he's so good at like, uh, like Priscilla doesn't like not to, it doesn't glamorize Elvis Presley at all. Like it shows mm-hmm. how much of an like how much of an insecure weirdo Elvis Presley actually right. was, and how he mistreated Priscilla. Mm-hmm. Like like it doesn't like it doesn't like like a, it doesn't like show the good from the Elvis estate, which is why they were like. Which is why they were like heavily against Sofia Coppola's baking of the movie in the first place. And uh, I didn't like Saltburn at all, my man. Saltburn is not good. <laughs> all right, man. Hey, to each their own. It took me a couple, like, I, I had to kind of turn around on it, but uh, to each their own. Yeah, it's just like the more I thought about the ending, like, the more I, uh, the more I did not like it. The same, like, uh, it happened the same with me with Promising Young Woman. I've already talked about it mm-hmm. heavily on Safety Time before. Don't. Don't make me talk about it again. It's just, it's just, it had a really good premise. It had good performances, but the ending completely contradicts the whole thing. You know? Yeah. All right. Uh, did you say you your third pick was set it up, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Fourth pick is a, is, is one of the most underrated movies that came out last year in 2023 that I genuinely think is a great movie. It's called Rye Lane. Rye Lane, I've definitely heard of. I yeah. don't think I know anything about it though. It came out at Sundance last year and it came and it went to Hulu in March. And so like it takes place in the Rye Lane market in England. And it's about these like and it's about these like two people who meet each other at an art gallery and they like and they basically like spend the and they basically like spend the day talking about their past relationships and you know, just like <laughs> And just having like a genuine like human connection, bonding over rap music and like other things. It's just it's just genuinely a sweet, warm and like comforting movie. Like it's like it's very much like before sunrise, but it's like even if it was like a full blown comedy and Mm -hmm. it's it's really, really good. And the ending like just hits you in all the right feels, man. I I highly I highly recommend Rylane. So good. I will have to check it out. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what is your fourth pick, my man? Uh, for my fourth pick, I have a movie that is a little bit older. I want to say I should know when this is out. Is this 2011? Uh, is she's out of my league? Oh, with uh, with uh, Jay Burrishell. Jay Burrishell, yes. I uh, now I uh, we're we're starting to get into some more movies that like. I, I more so personally like for my sake the movies that I would say are necessarily good. I am in love with this cast like through and through. Shaper Rochelle, TJ Miller, uh, Alice Eve, Kristen Ritter, um, and then why uh, Nate Torrance, who I don't really know, I think, from anything else. TJ Miller's but... a bit of a red flag, my dude. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's a good actor. I don't know what you want from me. I mean... I mean, yeah, sure, he can be funny in some movies, but 
he's a douchebag in real life. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but I really enjoy the concept of this movie and just the message that it's trying to sell. First of all, Jay Baruchel's performance is like, it's, it's so good. Like playing an awkward like dude who doesn't know how to like talk to women is literally so up his alley. It's not even funny. Uh, and uh, if you're not familiar, basically uh, he meets this girl. He works at an airport. There's this girl who runs like a venue type like, company. Oh. And uh, she bumps into him at like TSA. His buddies are a bunch of creeps and jerks. And uh, she like drops her phone or loses her phone. And so he holds on to it. And while she's on the plane, her best friend, Kristen Ritter, absolutely love. Uh, <laughs> yes, calls calls her phone and he answers. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing with this phone? And he's like, I just found it. I don't know. And she's like, no, 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 let me. And uh, they are like, well, yeah, you work at TSA. Like, I'm I'm going to be, like, connecting back through another flight, like, in a day or so. Just meet me up and bring me my phone there. And so they link up, and she's like, oh, we, I got to, like, thank you for finding my phone. Let's, like, go out, like, and get lunch or something like that. And he's like, oh. no, this isn't a date. She just wants to thank me. And all of his friends are like, dude, this is a date. And then uh, she's like... Oh, oh no! This is a a date. You you found my phone. Thank you. You're very kind. And then they go to like a hockey game, and this woman is just who is absolutely drop dead gorgeous, but she's really down to earth and kind, and like she likes like normal human things that like supermodel attractive women don't like because that's like because she's also a person crazy, but uh she needs like his family, and she like. Uh, gives his family like a bunch of hell because his family like is constantly harassing him and uh, then like the whole big like conflict you're like this movie sounds like everything just works out perfectly for everybody Uh, like this chick's ex like comes into the picture and like is like all up on her and he tells him that uh, she has like this defect and she like hides it from people and she like doesn't want her to see it so he like builds up all this tension and nervousness and it's like freaking out and like oh, no. gets a boner in front of her parents and like all no! these like rom-com things and is like about ready to have sex with her. And then he's like, so your ex told me that there was like something wrong with you. I just need to know what it is. And then Good. she's like, I have webbed toes and like the skin like on her toes is a little more connected oh, than a normal person. Yeah. And he's like, that's it? It's like, why was it, like, such a big deal? Like, why couldn't you just... That's it? It is a big deal. Like, I care about my... And then, like, this whole situation ensues, movie happens, rom-com situations, but, like, exactly. it's, it's, like, it's really all about, like, all, like, she never once cared about his physical appearance, and, like, it's very, very, like, apparent by the characters in the movie that she is more attractive than him, like, by a large amount. And so, for her to not on any like you know and for her to have literally one thing and for him to comment on it and for her to not be perfect is really not be good enough for him uh i think is really really like touching because i think that truly a lot of people care more about what's on the outside than what's on the inside and i think that's really fucked up man okay yeah you've uh Okay, now now I'm more curious to see she's out of my league. Like the whole like webtoe thing, 
it's really not a big deal, you know? Like, it's not... No, and it's not, but, like, that's kind of, like, why did he care so much about what it was, even if it was something that was going to be, like, a big deal? Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, right, yeah, I just don't know why the ex, like, told him that. So, like, why is it any of his business? Like, they're no longer together. Like, what? what's going on here? <laughs> Hello? oh are you back yeah yeah, yeah. i'm back i'm back okay I'm back. yeah it, it looks just, like our connection just cutting was just... out a little bit yeah yeah connection was just a little shoddy for a second but really that's my number four pick let's uh move okay on before we get my last issues. my fifth and last pick is is one of my favorite movies of all time it completely changed my entire life like especially as a man of my 20s um the worst person in the world the worst person in the world yeah um that's not the one with zoe deuch is it i'm thinking of a different movie aren't i not okay yeah that's not not okay not okay yeah, that's not it's not that movie this is a movie worst from norway it stars one of my favorite new actresses renate rensvive I'm, I'm 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 saying that correctly uh, and it's about this, like, woman who, like, she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life, and she meets this, like, and she meets this, like, teacher guy, and, like, she meets this, like, teacher guy, they, uh, they get together for, like, I don't know, two years or three years, and, like, she's just, like, she just goes through a thing called, like, life in her 20s, because, like, it, like, it portrays the reality of being, of, of, like, being a, being a person in your 20s, it's okay that you don't know what you want to do with your life. It's okay that you don't have a nine to five job or or a professional career yet. You're just you're just doing you. You're just you're just vibing through life and all. And there is a sec there is a uh, there is a big twist in the second act that is like one of the most heartbreaking moments in movie history and it's gonna hit you where you do not expect it mm -hmm. and like this is like this is my favorite movie from 2021 honestly and like and and i can't believe that it did not get that much awards uh, uh, attention it should have won it should have won best international feature at the oscars renate Rensive could have like like a should have won best actress and all like she's that good in the movie like it has beautiful direction and cinematography and all. It's just, I'm telling you, when you watch it, your life is going to be completely altered. Mm -hmm. It's it's so good. I and really I've heard, I've it. definitely heard about it. I want to say I've heard Jay Stubbs talk about it because yes. it definitely sounds familiar, but I have not seen it for sure. So uh, I will have to check it out. It sounds like uh, there's a pretty good twist in it. So yeah, cool man. Yeah, Alrighty. so that's so those are my. Rom-com picks. What is your last pick? So before we get into my last one, I did also just want to shout out... Honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, honorable mentions. I already talked about anyone but you, but a couple others. Past Lives I still haven't seen, but I've heard a million people talk about, so I, I put it so on my honorable good. mentions. It was my favorite from uh, last year. Enter Galactic was phenomenal. Oh, uh, I love Enter Galactic. Enter Galactic so was so good. That's the only animated one on either of our lists, I think. Yeah. Uh, Bottoms was fucking amazing. That's a rom com. Uh, you think that's? I would a say it's probably a rom com. 
Yeah. She's trying to romance that girl. It's pretty funny. There is a love interest, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, And no hard feelings from earlier this year. Uh, That was okay. I didn't get around to seeing it, but again, like, so many people talk about it, and it's like, you know, you gotta at least bring it up. So, for my fifth one, I have... Actually, actually, can I I shout it out? Uh, We didn't talk about Always Be My Maybe. Like, that's, that's a good movie. Like, it's carried by... Keanu Reeves is like cameo, like mm-hmm. the humor is good, and and yeah, I'm not really a fan of Randall Park's character, but like, but but I guess that's what's the up point. with Keanu Reeves and just randomly cameo cameoing cameoing in just like random movies. There was this one I watched, hmm. and I don't remember the movie being good, and I don't even remember what it's called. But it's about these two guys who are like house sitting on like a beach for someone. And Keanu Reeves shows up at the end. It was his house that they were beach sitting. But like, there's no other known actor in this movie that like is a popular actor. Let me look it up. Two guys house House sitting sitting for Keanu Reeves. House sitting for Keanu Reeves. Okay. Uh, Um. No, no, no. Like, this was actually a news story. Two two intruders, like, break into Keanu Reeves' house in Hollywood Hills. No, that's definitely not what I'm talking about. I, yeah, no. Uh, do you know who who are the people in this movie? I like, think Noah Centineo is in it. It's one of those, like, oh, uh, one of those movies. Noah Centineo movie, Keanu Reeves cameo. Oh, SPF 18? That probably. Yeah. Uh, maybe. It looks like it. I remember this not being good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like this this looks like a movie that's not good. But Keanu Reeves shows up at the end of it. But yeah, basically these two guys are like house sitting, they throw a big beach party, and yeah, it was Keanu Reeves' house. It's the whole movie. Ah, okay. Yeah. So your last and final pick. Uh, is also not a good movie, but is one that I just really, really like. Uh, is when we first met. Don't know what that is. I uh, it's I want it might be a Netflix original. I don't quote me on that. It stars Adam Devine and Alexandria Daddario. Oh, this uh, fucking movie! I've seen the trailer for it. Yeah, it's a little interesting. It's actually also a time loop movie. Funny how most of the like there's so many time loop rom coms, uh, but. Uh, basically, Adam Devine uh, meets this girl, absolutely falls in love with her, has the greatest night of his entire life, doesn't make the move. And then the very next morning, she meets like this super hot guy, gets in a relationship with him, and gets engaged to him. Uh, the movie starts with us like at their wedding, pretty much. Uh, and Adam Devine's character has been in love with this woman for years. And, like, has just only always been her best friend. And, like, at the after party or after the after party or something like that, uh, he goes and he takes a picture in this photo booth that they took on the night when they first met. Roll credits. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when he takes a picture in that photo booth, it sends him back in time to when they first met. And he, like, gets to relive that and try and, like, change history. And when he does it, like, things become worse. And then he, like, tries to fix it a different way, and things are even worse that time. And so it's kind of all about, like, learning to live with, like, the consequences of your actions and to not dwell on the past. 
And it actually is a really heartwarming end. And I think it gets resolved in a really satisfying way, even though it's really not uh, that greatly reviewed. But uh, I think the cast all does their part. Adam Devine's comedy really like always does it for me. If you like Pitch Perfect and you like Bumper in Pitch Perfect, this movie is just pretty much two hours of that. So I haven't, I haven't seen Pitch Perfect in so, you know, honestly, I haven't seen Pitch Perfect in so long. I think, I think it's very, very overrated. Like, I get it. I get Pitch Perfect. I get why it's good, but I just don't see it, man. Like, uh, I think I it's probably probably. What'd you say? Properly rated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. The sequels, not so much. I haven't like watched the sequels. I know that Pitch Perfect 2 has Haley Seinfeld. I love Haley Seinfeld, but. Still have yet to watch that. Three, three is where we really kind of get like t- too much, in my opinion. Do you care about spoilers for Pitch Perfect Three? I don't care. So they are going on like this international tour now, right? Obviously, and uh, they get kidnapped by like these famous like rich people who are like huh? spies. Yeah, and uh, Anna Kendrick and Fat Amy have to like basically learn to be like badass women to get their friends like unkidnapped this is pitch perfect okay uh i don't like the name fat amy because yeah fat amy, so... well she's she's from the first one too but that's what everyone calls her but uh rebel wilson's character why don't you just call her amy and not fat amy like i don't get it that's just straight up body shaping the second one i think is pretty okay though the okay second pitch perfect one and two i think are pretty good movies okay yeah uh when we first met, I I was completely turned off by this premise because why exactly is this guy trying to, like, get with his best friend? Like, I get it. She's gorgeous, man. I get that you have a crush on her. But you know what? If you, but, but you know what? If you were too late to, like, make the first move, I would just move on. I've been there, man. It's okay. You know what? And I'm happy where I am now. So, you know, and I agree with that. And, like, I definitely see that point. But, like, you know... That like when I was younger, for sure, there was always that part of me where it's like, ah, there was this one time where like mm-hmm. I had the chance to make the move and I didn't. But what would have happened if I did? You know, like what would have happened? And I think that that this movie kind of really encapsulates that feeling, like, oh, what would have happened? And then you know, all these crazy shenanigans go on, like you overthink and you like plot out all these different things. Or maybe this is just me. Maybe I'm just an overthinker. But, like, right. you're like, yeah, I end up in, like, this kind of relationship. And this person doesn't even ever meet me. And I don't even know this person. And so, like, then the world's drastically different. And you're like, wow, yeah, it's a good thing the things worked out the way they did this time. And then you're like, oh, but then the, what about this other thing? And you're like, mm-hmm. literally kind of in a loop almost, okay. right? Yeah, in my opinion, I think past lives does a better job of like exploring that theme because mm-hmm. it's really all about like reconnections and all, and like it, and like it does it in a very subtle way because because yes, Greta Lee and Tou like would have ended up together in this movie, but in rea- but uh, but in reality, they both have different lives. And Greta Lee mm-hmm. is happily married to John Magaro's character, and and you know what? That's okay. There's a lot. There's a, and I've said this before on the podcast that there's a line that Greta Lee says that like really stuck with me and it's that and and it's that and, and it's that you 
you only know past me, but what you're seeing is just me, but I am different now and all mm -hmm. that stuff. But like, like I said, it, it wraps up pretty satisfyingly. Like yeah. I didn't think yeah. it was going to like the, what answer they come to. Cause like he, you know, goes, I'm not going to say like uh, that everything is just fine and perfect. Like, and he just moves on with his life and doesn't, you know, I care doesn't learn his lesson or anything like that the movie the movie like it's it's pretty subtle but like it, it wraps up pretty good okay okay yeah I'll I'll give when we first met like a shot and, and also she's out of my league if that's anywhere available where is it where can uh, I watch she's Hulu? out of my league okay yeah uh no I can only no, no, I gotta rent three dollars and fifty nine cents. Well, fuck, it's okay. Uh, now when we first met, that I can watch because that is a Netflix movie. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, and uh, we've we reached the end of our five rom coms. To recap, uh, so to recap, um, I have five movies that I picked were The Broken Hearts Gallery, La La Land. Someone great, Rye Lane, and the worst person in the world. Uh, and then I have Palm Springs, Crazy Stupid Love, Set It Up, She's Out of My League, and When We First Met. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, Stockton, thank you so much for being on. Uh, so, like, what else do you got going on in terms of, like, Letterboxd, Twitter, and all that such, like... Uh, really not a whole lot lately. I've been kind of really slow for movies this year. Just kind of a lot of stuff going on, like, externally. But, you know, uh, really yeah. just trying to put my best foot forward. I did put together a little bit ago a top four uh, Black director movies for Black History Month. Oh, nice. Uh, I had Black Panther. Uh, uh, Sorry to Bother You. Uh, Get Out, obviously. And they clone Tyrone. Nice, nice. I really like they clone Tyrone. That was like, it was pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fun movie, fun movie. But yeah, that was a Netflix super fun thing like, to do. Yeah, so. yeah. Netflix didn't even didn't even advertise that enough, which is a shame. <laughs> I'm getting attacked by my cat now. Oh my god! <laughs> What's up? Come here. Oh well. Right. Yeah, like when you said like black directors list, I thought you meant like. I thought you meant like a list blacklisted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. I, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Good. All right. Uh. As for me, uh, what do I have going on recently? Uh. Uh. There will. There will definitely. So. Uh. So like. Uh. My next. Um. So. Uh. My next thing for Santa time is gonna be a uh Star Wars prequel revisiting episode because revenge of the sith is having its 20 is having its 20 actually no not revenge of the sith but like the prequels are turning like 20 years old this year and hello hello stockton's cat <laughs> he's cute her name is gizmo oh hello gizmo cute cat yeah uh so and uh phantom menace is getting a re-release like this year and so I am, I am, so, so I invited a previous guest on the pod, uh, uh, Fallon Jaren from TikTok, a big Star Wars content creator to, 
to talk about the to talk about the prequel specifically Revenge of the Sith, which is her favorite movie, by the way. And we're gonna like dive deep into the prequels and 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 specifically the the difference between how people liked it on on, on, on what people thought about it back then and, mm -hmm. and and to how people like it now. So it's gonna be a fun one. So yeah, sounds fun. I uh, I actually also recently rewatched a movie which just had its ten year anniversary. I didn't even do it on purpose. Uh, the Lego Movie. Fuck yeah! Lego and great. I gotta say, it it is my first time watching it since ten years ago when it came out. That's insane! And holy fuck, is this movie good? Like, yeah, I didn't, man. I didn't. I I remembered liking it. But this movie is really, really good. Like, yeah, it's got man. strong, like, anti-capitalist themes. It's all about, like, being yourself and being special. And, like, the cast is all really good. The directing is really good. Like, literally, everything about it is so good. And, like, yeah. it's got this solid, like, B-plot about, like, his father and his son. And it's really emotional. I cried. I cried at the Lego movie. I haven't seen it in 10 years. That's how good it is. Yeah, man. Uh and yeah, man, I just miss Lego movies, man. But uh there is a there is okay, apparently we're getting a Lego Pharrell movie. I don't know how that's yeah, gonna I don't turn really out. Care about that. Yeah, yeah. Me, yeah, yeah, me neither. Just, just are these people cowards? Just just give me billion brick race or something. <laughs> like that's been in development for a while and they didn't release that. Like Put Lego Batman 2 back into production. I love Lego Batman. I like I that just, better than Lego Movie, honestly. I'm so surprised. Like, we live in a world where, you know, these people made a movie, right? And this little kid probably saw that movie and got inspired and decided to make his own little Lego movies. And then he got hired by those people to right. make part of their next movie. How insane is that? Like right. now, I don't have confirmation that that guy, like that that kid watched. Yeah, you're talking about the, Lego movie. the Spider Verse kid. Yeah. Yes, yes, the who, kid uh, who animated for Spider Verse. I'm not uh, saying I I don't have confirmation that he watched the Lego Movie. But if you're a little kid and you're making your own Lego movies, you watched the Lego Movie, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> like so, like, good for him. Yeah, how, exactly. How I hope I hope I hope he makes a Lego movie one day. You know, I want to see him make a Lego cool. Spider-Man movie. Ugh. Like for real. Like that should happen. Mhm. All right. All right, man. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right, Stockton. Thank you for being on. Always great yeah, to chat about movies me. with you. Hopefully, hopefully I'll bring you back soon. So, yeah, great talking to you, man. As always, thank you guys for listening to Santi Time and and I will and I will see you guys soon. Goodbye.